0: Welcome to the Weekend Sports Buzz live here on 96.1 FM 1450 AM WXVW the Big X. I'm Kelly Patrick in studio today by my man Steve Driver. Steve,
1: how are you? I'm good, man.
0: Good. Appreciate you having you in here. Also Chris Embry, Chris, good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Doing very well. Also behind the glass, we have our man Brandon Bishop. Brandon, how are you back there?
2: I uh, had a rough start to my morning. I drank a little bit too much last night, but I'm here.
0: As long as everybody showed up on time
1: <laughs>
0: with the time change, <laughs> Terrible. Right? and Absolutely. we all we all did.
1: Why do we even do it, you know?
2: I don't know. That, that's a good question, man.
0: We, it, I think it's an old antiquated system. It is. Okay.
1: My only
0: point related to this is for the past three years, this weekend, I have had a MMA show in Bowling Green that I have to commentate. That's right. Okay. And so I lose an hour driving back after the show ends, and then I lose another hour at 2 a.m. So somehow this year it fell to where the Bowling Green show is not this Saturday or yesterday, but instead it's this upcoming Saturday. So we have a Hard Rock MMA 115 show Saturday. I'm happy. It's not going to be one of those instances where, and for the record, all three of those years, I still then make it in here to the Weekend Sports Plus the next morning.
3: That's dedication, man. Yeah,
0: I guess so, right? That's
3: good you don't have to deal with that this year.
0: (laughs) I guess uh, dedication or insanity or whatever, you know, I don't know.
2: A nice combination of both.
0: Yeah, a little bit of craziness. Um, But I'm happy. You know that that instead I'll still lose an hour driving back next Saturday, but not
1: two. I don't get double double reamed. You look uh, well rested. I mean, you you have the crow's feet. Yeah, crow's feet. No balding, and uh, (laughs) a little bit of gray in the beard. But you look you look well rested. Other than that,
0: (laughs) I did a. I was present for a what's called blue jitsu seminar yesterday. Okay, I was the only non-police officer present because through the Kelly Patrick Show podcast, I've helped to promote it. And so it was all these police officers and they um there's funny videos here, but I played the role of like a criminal and they, you know, try to arrest me. I try to get away. Two cops. Not only are they two cops, Chris Sizemore, Sam Ferguson, both former MMA fighters, have been wrestling their whole lives. A black belt and a brown belt in jujitsu, like way more badass than me. And MMA fighters and arrest people for a hobby. The two of them you can see it. They just tackle, chase me down, tackle me, uh, knee in my back. You know, one of them having their knees across my legs.
3: You like getting chased by cops.
0: Though. Uh, I guess so. It was. I did enjoy it, honestly. But uh, You were smiling the whole time, man. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, <laughs> but, but Blue Jitsu is a cool organization in all seriousness. It promotes my description of it. I kind of make up my own description because it doesn't have to be as PC as theirs is – Cops who train jujitsu are less likely to pull a weapon and, like, shoot an innocent person or, or tase someone unnecessarily. If you're comfortable with your hands and, your, your you know, your body uh, to get someone to the ground and subdue them without deadly force, that's just good. Politically, I don't care which side you're on. Blue Jitsu. blue jitsu. Shout out to Chris Sizemore, Sam Ferguson, and Paul Hogan. I think it's a great organization, and I've really enjoyed being a part of it. Okay want to give a shout-out to the sponsor of the Weekend Sports buzz. We have Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beola Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. Louisville Combat Academy has the most active MMA fighters out of any gym in the state of Kentucky. We certainly appreciate their support. Also, my health insurance practice. I'm an independent broker for Health Insurance Solutions. In Kentucky, Ohio, Indiana, and also the state of Florida. Anyone who needs health insurance, regardless of what your need is or what your age is, or if it's for a group health insurance plan or uh, a Medicare plan or or, uh, under 65. So technically, that would normally be, quote, Obamacare called an exchange plan through the Affordable Care Act. I can help you with any of that. I am an independent broker. That means I don't work for Humana, I don't work for Anthem, I don't work for Aetna. I work for you, the customer, so I can contract with any company that's best for you, and I will take the best care of you possible. Please give me a call, 502-386-0978. You know what's funny is I actually do get a lot of referrals these days through the podcast and the radio show. It's turned into a... Nice little outlet for me to get some additional referrals. The more business I ride in my health insurance practice, the more that I can focus on the weekend sports buzz and the Kelly Patrick show. And one day upgrade some of the equipment for video for the Kelly Patrick show and things like that. So I appreciate your support and your referrals. Guys, what are we talking about this morning?
3: Obviously, you got college basketball going on. Okay. Selection Sunday's already next weekend. Yeah, it's next weekend. It's uh, coming up fast. And uh, let's see, we've got... Uh, can- Steve, can you put this a little closer to your mouth? <laughs>
1: you can hear me, right? <laughs> I guess.
0: Can we hear him okay, Brandon? Yeah, I Look can help. turn him up if we need to. Okay, okay. Makes me nervous. Sorry, Chris, go on.
3: Uh, yeah, two big games local yesterday. Well, three, actually. Uh, Louisville, Kentucky, and Indiana playing. And... Uh, um, one of the three won, and barely. Yeah. Kentucky comes back from 18 points down in the second half, I believe, with about 10 minutes to go. Mhm. Uh Nick Richards uh, played like an All-American and uh, brought them back. It was a very interesting game. And then uh, the Louisville game, I, I don't want to, you know, go down the line on each one of them. Obviously, they uh, were very close and then uh, lost it at, against uh, Virginia at the last three or four minutes Uh, and i think the same thing with indiana they were leading and i think they lost by about five points Uh, but you know now we're off uh, and running on the um, conference tournaments starting this week and uh, so some of these uh, teams may be playing uh, two three games in a row if they advance
1: there's a lot of subplots in the city, uh, obviously with Kentucky, there's there's so many. We could talk about the game yesterday, or uh, Ashton Haggins not playing. Um,
3: yeah, that's not good timing for Ashton Haggins to uh, kind of flake out. Yeah. Uh, got into it with Calipari against uh, Tennessee, and they somehow were uh, – the exact opposite happened Tuesday. Kentucky was up by, I believe, 17 points, uh, and then loses at uh, Tennessee – on, uh, or I'm sorry, loses at home against Tennessee. Uh, so it was a uh, crazy week for Kentucky. Yeah,
1: that made this win that much bigger because you blew a big lead against Tennessee. You have a big comeback against Florida. They really needed it. Um, I was looking at some comments on Twitter just on Ashton Haggins, and it seems like really no one has any idea what's like, going on with him. Exactly exactly what's going on he's the starting
3: point guard for kentucky how unsettling is that chris it would be a lot worse if kentucky didn't have three point guards okay uh but it does change the dynamics of the team you uh had florida yesterday king on um emmanuel quickly and fouling him out with like eight minutes to go in the game and uh that's big, you know, uh, and then they had the uh, defenders in on uh, Moxie, and Moxie went one for 11. You can't have that. So um, it seems like the response from the fans is mixed as well. A lot of
1: fans saying, you know, he's a kid, let him take time. Um, I'm in a group message with some, some guys I went to college with, one guy is... Fine, you know, relax, everything's okay. The other one said, not a good time to be a baby. It seems like across, I mean, it probably right just depends March. on what kind of fan you are. If you're a Cal supporter, I'm sure you're you. everything's okay. Let's pump the brakes. He said he's going to be back tournament time he's posting videos online celebrating the win right uh he just he's just young and there's a lot of pressure on him he hasn't played well the last 10 games
3: see that you know that's one key to what's going on with him the the uh resurgence of emmanuel quickly coincides well with ashton Hagen's play dipping and uh it seems like um you know, he's <clears throat> too worried about looking I think at the NBA draft or getting drafted. I think when you start concentrating on that, uh your game slips big time. Uh he I think he's overthinking things and uh you can't get into into it with the coach during a game and this refuse late in to season. go in. Yeah, I mean I, I blame that Tennessee loss on Ashton Hagens. It is. I mean uh
1: and he's gonna dump it in the post more. I mean you got to give it to your best player on the team, right?
3: Absolutely. So, who's
1: been who was dominant yesterday, especially yes. the last two minutes? What do you have? Six
3: straight points. I think he had eight straight. Eight straight, and it wasn't just all easy. No, you know, uh, at the basket, he 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 looked really good, hitting those mid-range jumpers, and uh, yeah, looking very good. Uh, thanks to uh, talking to um, Patrick Ewing, sat down and talked with him, and. He seems to be a different player this year. Uh, obviously, the numbers show, but uh, very confident in himself.
1: And it's just hard to look at these teams and kind of project what they're going to do in the tournament. I have no idea.
3: Right. Uh, oh
1: yeah. All of them. Yeah. And it seems like every single year, it, it, it more becomes and more. more, more and more questionable. You don't, you don't know. Not long ago, a sixteen-beat-one for the first time.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so that's reflective of what you're saying.
1: Uh, Baylor, they're supposed to be great. They haven't looked good. Kansas almost lost to Kansas State uh, a week ago, and then, uh, what, they almost lost yesterday to Texas Tech. They only beat them by four.
3: And Duke you don't know. lost three of last five.
1: I don't have much confidence in Louisville. Um, Kentucky should probably be there, but you don't know what's going to happen when they run into a big team, you know? I, I would... I wouldn't like their chances if they face Gonzaga or even or even Kansas with Azabuki.
3: I guess Kansas would be the favorite as of right now, but still they're not over overly impressive if you not at all watch them. And uh, so this may be the year that a mid major or uh, a lower level team wins it all. You know, I mean, I obviously I'm a Kentucky fan. I want them to win it, but. There's, I mean, if you're gonna put money down on a team this year, I you might as well expect to lose that money. It's, it's, you know, for the tournament, um, in a one-game uh, elimination.
1: Yeah, San Diego State, they lost. Um, <clears throat> you have so many, you know, Dayton, Creighton, shoot, Villanova could be there with the good head coach. And you, know, you know,
3: right. What's also weird is. Um, the top team in the big 10 has eight losses and they're saying that you know they're going to get like 10 teams in well if your best team has eight losses i don't know why they are overvaluing the big 10 uh it has to be what they did in the non-conference but to go off of that and and give so much hype to the big 10 is kind of laughable uh i think uh the SEC and ACC are undervalued, and the Big Ten is overvalued. But
1: Yeah, and then you look at the Pac-12. They have <sighs> very odd standings, like, uh, I don't know, terrible conference records. Oh, yeah. They're just hard to figure out. Uh, yeah, the,
3: you might as well scratch the Pac-10 uh, out of the uh, Power Five, really, because they're not – maybe that's true in football, but in, in basketball, come on. No, I don't – they don't have much. Guys, the Louisville Combat
0: Academy buzz line is
3: 502-384-1450.
0: We encourage you to give us a call. Get in on the action. We're going to head to the buzz line now. We have our man Brian, the insider, is on the line with us. How are you this morning, Brian?
4: Good morning, gentlemen. How's everybody doing?
0: Doing very well. Thanks so much for your call.
4: Well, I'm impressed all you guys put your clocks up an hour. I thought for sure. The show would be on tape delay for an hour, but uh, congratulations.
0: Thanks, for, uh, thanks hey. for the vote of confidence.
4: <laughs> well, I just know some of the personalities over the years, and uh, <laughs> uh, I'll just go with uh, father's intuition. We'll just put leave it at
5: that. Hey, uh,
4: guys, I'll, I'll tell you, crazy basketball season, but uh, great comeback win for the Cats. Uh, boy, a puzzling loss the other night. Uh, at home to Tennessee, you know, I can't remember in Cal's era, uh, Kentucky having a, a, a season where they haven't been dominant at home, and you certainly can't say they've been dominant at home uh, today uh, this year, uh, but uh, that was a shocking loss there, and and then to see Tennessee turn around and lose by over 20 at home yesterday to a good Auburn team, but still, I mean, uh, I agree with Chris. It's, it's a real crapshoot about who's going to show up this year. But let me talk about Louisville's game yesterday, man. I I, I got to tell you, Chris Mack. I don't know what he's watching, but uh, you know, I'll be so glad when Senior Night when when they had Fresh Kimball come out. I, I couldn't wait to wish him well because I mean, if we get another fat, slow YMCA point guard grad transfer next year, I think I'm going to you know start finding another team to pull for because. I mean, you know, I don't know if Fresh was a great high school soccer player or what, but, I mean, he, he seems to want to kick the ball a lot when he's dribbling it. Uh, and, I mean, he's just pathetic. And and how you could leave him on the floor. I mean, you know,
0: th- th- Virginia had
4: a 7-1 center, and and Malik Williams wasn't able to play much. I think he got seven minutes, and that was probably too much because he was hurt and ineffective. But Annex a pretty good player, pretty good. For Louisville to have two big men, that's unusual. Uh, It's a shame Patino never got to realize it because he recruited both of them. But, uh, you know, very rare for Louisville to have two centers. But they don't get a play. I mean, he had one foul. Enick had one foul yesterday, got 24 minutes. Their big guy got 32 minutes. At the end of the game, at crunch time at the end of the game, we had Ryan McMahon – Fresh Kimball, Darius Perry, uh, Wara, and Sutton in the game. Uh, you know, and why? And they had their seven-one center. We got Enic on the bench with one foul. I mean, why we choose to go small and not just small but slow? I mean, it's it really puzzling. I mean, I think Louisville's got a, a pretty good team, but but I, I Chris Mack is a is a good guy good family guy, and the whole deal. But, I mean, he might be one of the worst talent evaluators for generals that I've ever seen. So, I mean, it's, it couldn't be more disappointing as a Louisville fan to see. I, I think I, – and I, I'm not kidding you when I say this. Denny Crum could 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 pick out the five guys at any point in the game to put in there, and, and that – would you know, they, they would do much better he may not be able to communicate. He might have to write it down and pass it in from the crowd, but I I would much rather go with that. And, you know, I've not been a big Cal uh, tactician as far as a great coach, and I still don't think Cal's a great coach, X's and O's. But I tell you what I have appreciated more this year than ever is his talent evaluation. I guarantee you if Cal had this team, he would never have Ryan McMahon and Fresh Kimball on the floor at the same time together and and, and then – having Perry, who played a good game. I liked Perry's game yesterday. I mean, we would see an entirely different lineup throughout the game. And, you know, Dennis, David Johnson didn't have his best game. But why he sits, why you got those two guys, you know, uh, is really remarkable to me. And it's just almost like he's handicapping the team. So to lose to three at Virginia shows you the talent Louisville's got on the team. But it sure doesn't give you any promise going into the tournament at all, at all. So, uh, hey, San Diego state, we know they're not for real. They, they almost lost their opening conference game, then got kind of blown out in the conference final last night, uncompetitive. They're, I mean, that's a joke that they're sitting at five. Now Dayton, on the other hand, I, I got to watch them a lot this year and, uh, they've got a very good, fi- five or six players there they play they play better together as a team than any team i've seen uh and uh now but they're going to be really hurt with the with the fact that they played in the 810 all year they did just run the A10 16 and 0 first time it's happened in 15 20 years so um it's uh a great year i think they're 28 and 2 but uh i think their their schedule is going to hurt them so um you know, that's gonna be real interesting to see. Hey guys, we had some big derby preps yesterday and uh Bafford won one uh as expected. Uh but it's the Derby's really starting to shape up. It's it's like the basketball. It is wide open. Uh Bafford had thousand words who I think a lot of people thought might be his best horse. Uh he he, he spit the bit. Some of the better horses, Dale Roman's horse last week, some of the better horses on top of the Derby polls. Are abs- have absolutely run clunkers and and won't make the Derby field. So this Derby, I say, I, I hope it's as wide open as it looks, and that that Baffert doesn't somehow get a horse between now and Derby Day that you know comes out of nowhere and then ends up testing positive uh, at the end of it. And, and, and then on top of that, maybe a horse that wires the field. Churchill doesn't like the trainer and wants to give it to like a hall of fame trainer, like Bill Mott, who who didn't have his Derby. So they thought, man, this guy, that's a one blip on his schedule. Let's go ahead and give him this Derby. Here you go. Here you go. You can have the Derby this year, Bill. We don't like this guy, even though his horse won the whole way around. So I think it's wide open for the Kentucky Derby. I think the tournament is wide open and, uh, I'm looking forward to watching it. So that's really all I've got guys. I'll, uh, I'll hang up and listen to the comments. But uh, Chris Mack, I tell you, he's under a long-term contract and good guy. And, you know, he's done He's done. He, – we've had a pretty decent year. We are playing for the ACC title. But, man, his, his uh, lineups are really, really unbelievable. And I don't think it would take – I don't think any one of us would have had that lineup in that he chose to put in there. And he puts his big guys on the bench. We constantly go little, even though we've got two big guys. So uh, my level of frustration with Chris Mack, his coaching, uh, his selection of players to put in the game, I, I've never been so frustrated with, with a coach in my life. And uh, um, I don't know. Hey, one comment. Cal sure looked like he – I don't know what's going on with Hagan, but uh, Cowell looked like he wanted to join him. I've never seen a coach who, uh, who didn't have to leave exit so quickly. I mean, that guy was gone and then didn't look all that happy when they told him, Coach, you haven't been thrown out. You got to go back. I think he was he was toast, man. I don't know what uh, he had waiting in the locker room, uh, but uh, he, it was better than what was out on the floor because man, he was that was a quick exit to get to get collared back in. Uh, so I'll leave you with that, guys. Thanks for having me on.
0: Great stuff as always from our man Brian the Insider. As always, Brian touched on quite a few different things. He always has some type of little innuendos. I don't. First off, I don't know what he was. He was suggesting about us. He thought we would have been an hour late.
1: I guess we're irresponsible.
0: He's thinking we're ir- is that right, Chris Brandon?
1: Maybe he knows some of us personally.
0: Okay,
3: and he thinks we're maybe irresponsible.
2: Maybe uh, after listening for so long, he's developed a feel for our personalities.
3: Okay, I, yesterday was St. Patrick's Day, and he knows how how that goes down. And then you 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 know you compile that with the uh, time change, but uh, you know. He didn't seem too
1: thrilled with uh, Chris Mack.
0: No, he (laughs) did not seem too thrilled with Chris Mack.
1: And and it'll be uh, after the exit last year against Minnesota, first round. What if they go out first round this year? I mean, are we talking hot seat color?
0: Golly. I mean, Louisville has a similar level of expectations, in my opinion, based on history, to Indiana. So, no, he's fine. Right. Yeah. No, he's got three, four years.
3: But I agree. go to the nit,
0: miss the nit. Who cares? <laughs> miss I, the nit. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, there's no such thing as a hot seat anymore. Nobody cares. It, it seems like it. I is don't that know. accurate? I mean, what the hell's going on? If you if Brian emphasizes, he's a good family man. Do we care if a coach is a good family man? I'll be honest, I don't. Apparently not. We're talking Louisville here, right? Yeah, Rick Patino, <laughs> You know, you you want wins,
3: right? You want wins, really? You want wins. Yeah. And, but I agree with him. Uh, the lineups are very odd. I don't understand why you've got uh, Ryan McMahon pla- playing so many minutes with Kimball, and then David Johnson looks like he's the best player on the uh, court sometimes, and yeah. he's not playing many minutes. It did is it, weird.
0: Did it seem like Brian liked fresh Kimball?
3: I think he called him stale Kimball almost, but you okay. know.
0: Yeah, stale Kimball. Uh, he, he suggested he dribbles the ball off his foot a lot, tries to kick it, like he – Like, maybe he's confused about what sport he's playing. Is that what he said?
1: I think there could be a hot seat. If he goes out first round, I think you'll have a lot of fans like Brian.
3: Yeah, they went out the first round last year, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm saying if it happens again, I could could see him be, you know – little dicey in the city. But you know what? Brian's
3: already furious. My God. I can also see Louisville going to the Final Four. I'm a Kentucky fan, but, man, this is one of those I kinda, years. I don't. No, I'm not saying they will, but they have the pieces to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, According to Brian, they have a chubby YMCA
0: point guard. <laughs> uh, you know, you guys have played at the YMCA. Yeah. Chubby guys running the point. I, it's no fun. It's not pretty. I didn't realize he was chubby, but. I don't watch. Well, according to Brian, he's a chubby soccer player.
1: <laughs> when you when you play at the YMCA, do you uh
0: I've played at the Northeast YMCA many many hours <clears throat> over the years. Do
1: you set picks? Yeah,
0: yeah, that's that's a good question. Yeah. I do. You do? Yeah.
1: You're serious?
0: Yeah. No, I do, and if people on my team don't play defense, I start yelling at them.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think that's totally fine. Yeah. I think so
0: too. Not but they, everybody wants to
1: shoot a lot. Oh right? yeah,
0: I hate that. If somebody just wants to shoot and then they don't play defense, like they're cherry picking. Any degree of cherry picking, I start cussing aggressively at my teammates. You trip them going down the. Course. No, I mean, and I don't care who they are. You know, I'm not. That's not cool. Because right. you should be trying to play basketball for, in my opinion, first and foremost, physical exercise. Especially if you're not like a college or NBA player. You should be trying to get a good workout in. So if you're not if you're Especially not trying to run up chubby. and down the court every possession, if you're not trying to run up and down the court every single possession, then go play half court. I mean, what, what are you doing? What yeah. are we doing? Basketball involves a lot of running. No, don't get me started on that. Did I answer your question, Steve? And
1: then just one more follow-up yeah. question. <laughs> <laughs> if you are the defensive guy guarding the guy, the ball handler at the top of the key. Uh, that's, if somebody sets a screen on you, are you angry if one of your teammates doesn't call it out? Yeah. Huh. I, but I'm not going to pre- I'm not going to be serious I'm YMCA not going to be NCAA cussing player.
0: like I would if he just doesn't play basketball. Are we switching on screens, you know? Stay with him. You got to talk, right? You got to talk on defense.
1: I just don't know if I'm setting screens in general at the YMCA.
0: Okay. And that's okay. Not not always a lot of uh, what you see at the YMCA a lot is a lot of stagnant offense.
1: Yeah, for One sure. One guy's
0: dribbling up and he's going to shoot a three pointer from five feet beyond the three point line, and the other guys out on the corner to the left, and the other guys on the corner to the right, a couple guys inside maybe. Yep. Nobody's moving. Yep. But in reality, even if you don't have an offense, you need it. You're you yeah, need people sure. to be moving. You need, some you need somebody over the three point. Line in the corner, sprinting down the baseline, and then popping up for to try to catch the ball. Even if he's not going to shoot it, you need movement.
3: You you expect this movement at the YMCA? I do, and we can't even get movement out of U of L. Yeah, if you watch them, their movement is very bad. Uh, if if Nora, as we know, don't, don't have the ball, he's not moving. He's standing. He's a there. good
0: example of a,
3: a a black hole. Yeah, right. <clears throat> so I don't, you know, I don't understand why we're seeing that at the college level. Yeah. I don't know why uh, Chris Mack don't allow or, or don't say something to them about the movement. Well, ball. Brian,
0: I don't know if you guys noticed, Brian wasn't very impressed with Chris Mack. You know, did you guys pick up maybe,
3: on that? Maybe
1: we could give him some pointers based off of our experience at the YMCA. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> now, Brian was shocked that we all showed up on time <laughs> today. But he did say any f- of the four of us would have done a better job of mixing and matching the lineups in there for L yesterday. So... What does that mean he thinks of Chris Mack? The he thinks evaluation. Chris Mack would have not only been an hour late this morning, but also he doesn't even know how to pick pick out talented basketball players. Instead, he, he, instead he goes after soccer players.
1: But he's a good family guy.
3: But he's a good family guy. He's right, though. If you think about this, <laughs> remember before the season started, all we heard was, was the Super Six. Well, this Irish Hulk guy never got in the game. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, you had two other guys that never got off the bench. Yeah. Um the recruiting class turned into not much. Yeah. David Johnson and David Johnson's a stud, Williamson. And Williamson. That's yeah. that's it.
1: He's does he have a pretty good class coming in?
3: No. He don't have but two guys coming but in. But if Irish Hulk maybe develops
0: a little bit, they'll be losing some guys. I don't know.
3: I don't know if Irish Hulk
1: is the best name for if
0: a basketball player. Yeah, a
1: good basketball player. Yeah. What do you think?
0: Anytime in any sp- – I'll say this, Brandon, you chime in. In any sport, anytime someone's just jacked upper body.
1: Yeah.
0: It's not a good thing. How- in no. in sports. Would uh, you agree with that? Baseball. Brand- yeah, I think I'd rather have a guy with a big ass. Well look at a this. big muscular <laughs> core and base. Uh Yasiel Puig. That's muscle for me. I want real functional strength. Brandon, do you agree?
2: Yeah. I In think, fighting, uh, certainly. Yeah, especially because all that muscle requires oxygen, man. So those guys tend to gas out pretty quick. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah.
3: I, not to call anybody out at There's all, exceptions. But, but, I mean, it kind of makes me think of the Ben Fowler uh, oh, okay. Overstreet. You know, Overstreet's a little lit- Hard Rock the, the, MMA reference. The Greek goddess-looking yep. guy. And Ben Fowler's just a regular-looking guy. And, you know, six I- seconds.
1: I was watching the uh, Strongman Classic, the Arnold Classic. You've always this loved. Weekend.
0: You've always loved stuff like that. You and your brother. It was like it's, it's interesting.
1: It's probably the biggest event of the year. It's in Columbus. Wait a here. second. What
0: do you mean the, the for, biggest event? Like bigger man. than the presidential election? I mean, what are you talking about?
1: For strongman. Oh, for strongman biggest event of so the I, year. Okay. The 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 weight that these guys lift.
3: I think you're actually- mind blowing. You sure you're not concentrating Listen. on the physiques, man? Listen to
1: this, Kelly. Just
3: Does it have anything
0: to do with you admiring men's physiques?
1: Listen to this. So at one point, they pick up a single dumbbell off the ground. Okay. And they got to bring it to their shoulder, and then they have to press it with one arm and lock the arm out over their head. Okay. What size dumbbell do you think they're using? The heaviest.
0: 200 pounds.
1: 320 pounds I didn't know they made dumbbells that big yeah they'd make them specially specifically for this contest just mind-blowing a
3: one-handed dumbbell
1: they said they said about 10 years ago they were doing like 200 220 I mean that's how
3: that was too easy
0: and they do steroid testing in this right
1: I don't think so. Doubt it. <laughs> but, <laughs> I was being sarcastic. If everybody's on the same playing field, I mean the heaviest deadlift, which is lifting a you know, a barbell with weight on from the ground up was one thousand twenty six pounds.
3: Oh my goodness.
0: Okay, so imagine you're in that type of contest where they're like, Nah, we don't drug test. All right, we're not gonna test for steroids, elevated testosterone, nothing. Meth. Where do you
3: draw the line, then? <laughs> right? How much steroids do you then do? Enough. You're trying to win a contest. It's probably it's not, not like, just steroids. I mean, there might be some meth going on. You think meth would help? I don't know, yeah, man. probably. Some bath salts? Only
0: one way to find out. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I would say maybe. It's still amazing. Lately, maybe then. you should do steroids for years, lift real hard, then come the day of the tournament bunch of meth only do meth on the day of the <laughs> on the day of the contest right you got to get creative you got to get creative
3: I mean that sounds like a killing machine right I don't know actually who knows I mean he just said a thousand pounds that's what are we doing here? I mean, this is how how does their joints hold <laughs> Kelly, up? Kelly,
1: what's your max deadlift? I mean, just to give people an idea, we're talking a thousand twenty six pounds. You could maybe I don't like, do 300 any, pounds, anything, maybe? yeah,
3: something along
0: those lines ever <laughs> that I've ever done. Yeah, three hundred pounds bro, have done have done over three hundred, and that's a, that's
1: a good amount. Yeah, probably like three forty. For 340. guys like you or me, that's that's but a lot I don't do that at all
0: now. Yeah, because I, I'm always worried about my back and stuff. I'll do some like cleans with like no weights. Just body weight, yeah. Uh, basically, you squats. just
3: airlift. You act like you have a bar in your hand. Yeah, just
0: because I'm, <laughs> I'm so paranoid. But I think jujitsu results in you having a little bit of lower back issues, regardless. Brandon,
2: I would think so. I mean,
0: yeah. So I, I with jujitsu, can... body weight stuff is best for me. Yeah, I would. I would agree with that. So maybe three three forty. I think maybe is my max that I've ever done deadlift. That's pretty
1: good, right? How many did they do? One thousand twenty six pounds. Wow
2: just one rep?
1: One rep. Jesus. Yeah. That's insane. So that, that's why I like watching it. It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, no one else on the planet can do it. What excites right? you
0: more, Steve? The dog shows?
1: Definitely a strong man.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: I don't just, I don't tune into the dog shows. I don't the know West where you got this. What if Steve, the dogs, wait a second. What
0: Steve? if the dogs
2: were lifting weights, though? Like, you don't tune
3: it? into the dog shows? I don't, no. Come on. You know, the first time I met Steve. He was talking about the dog show. No, I walk in here, and he is in here drawing a naked bodybuilder. Okay? Yeah. He's pretty good at him. And so I know he's looking at physique. Phallic, details, everything.
2: Can you draw me? Just like, but buff, though? That'd be awesome.
3: That would be sure, cool. Yeah. You
0: should
1: do that. <laughs> Fifty bucks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How long would Brandon have to pose nude?
1: Uh, In front know, of you. Until I'm done. I'll
0: just send him a photo. What do you mean
1: by done? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, exactly. That's a little Yeah, weird. a photo will be fine. You know, Check just your make DMs, sure to bro. get every angle. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, so the strongman contest is intriguing to you. Were they pulling buses and stuff?
1: Yeah, they do some crazy stuff like that. There's about five events over a two day span.
0: It's interesting because bulking up and being real strong, if you train jujitsu or fighting, okay, Brandon. Let's take you today versus a version of you. Let's say today you just started eating a ton, uh, lifting a ton, taking steroids. You gained 100 pounds of muscle. Oh, Jesus. So you're 5'9", 160 today, right?
2: Uh, Roughly 170, yeah.
0: Okay, 170 today. Let's say a year from now, you're 5'9", 270, and it's straight muscle. Okay? Who wins in a fight between you two? Oh, me now. For sure. Over the guy who has 100 additional pounds of muscle? Yeah, come yeah. on.
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: th- you I'm still glad get choked i said
0: out. that, Brandon.
3: I, look, 100 pounds of muscle? Yeah. Th-
0: you I, don't think muscle helps even in the grappling side of things? I mean, yeah, it's going to make you a little bit stronger, but... It
3: 100 pounds of
0: muscle? No, I believe it striking-wise that you don't have the pop probably on your punches and things like that. But you don't think it would help uh, if you... Let's say you were just doing squats and deadlifts and just all the correct... uh uh, lifts for a year of straight steroids and hgh and and everything
1: (laughs) Uh, uh. what's funny about a lot of these guys is they have huge bellies on them it's more beneficial to them to to right get a lot of fat and muscle i mean they're not shredded they don't look like bodybuilders Mm -hmm. a lot of them are just huge it looks like it's hard for them to walk um, I've watched some videos on how they train. They say it's super unhealthy. Oh, yeah. How much they eat? That they're uh, they don't sleep good. All, all of them have sleep apnea.
3: They're losing a hard,
1: lot. It's hard to sit in chairs.
3: Yeah, they're they're. I
1: mean, it Doesn't sound appealing at all. They have twelve thousand calories a day, and you have to have that many th- calories to keep up that size. They're
0: knocking years off their life.
1: Oh, for sure. Do you
0: guys see? Shockingly, fifty-seven-year-old Scott Steiner had a heart attack a couple days ago. Yeah. Wow. Shockingly big Papa Pump. <laughs> how much steroids has that guy done? All of them. I remember yeah. when the Steiner brothers were a tag team duo in their prime probably, right? That's how we came to know who they were. And they weren't they were strong, but they weren't that big. And then NWO rolled around in like 96 or something and it was Big Papa Pump. He he got a long blonde goatee. He had the hair. His and he bicep
1: just, was huge. His Remember whole that?
0: body was just so big. I mean freakishly big. Yeah. One of the more extreme cases of definitive steroid use that I've ever seen. Another was Brett Boone. Another was Brett Boone. Okay, He was a second baseman for my Cincinnati Reds. He was involved in the trade between the Seattle Mariners and the Reds in, I don't have it in front of me, 99 that sent Ken Griffey Jr., Yep. to his hometown Reds, and everybody was so excited. But then Brett Boone was a, a scrawny second baseman at the time, and he just packed on like, he said, well, I have a new weight, weight system over the off season." Mm-hmm. He packed on like 60 pounds of muscle. I think he may have led the AL and RBIs in 2000 under Lou Piniella. He was a second baseman still, but he just got huge. Barry Bonds did
3: the same thing. Yeah, Barry Bonds' head size, I think he added like three hat sizes, something like that.
1: Over time, yeah. he did, yep.
3: <clears throat> Which tells you that you, your head don't grow, man. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're doing steroids, uh, for some reason, it swells up pretty big. HGH, I yeah. think, maybe. It's a
2: telltale that sign. Makes me think of uh, Alistair Overeem. Okay. If, if you watched his early days in Pride, he was kind of like a tall, skinny guy. And then all of a sudden, he just bulked up, and they, they said he'd been eating horse meat, but... I think the the horses had some type of HGH in them because he was huge then, and then he started losing consistently.
0: He's been knocked out so many
3: damn times. Yeah, Alistair Overeem. Yeah, I it's feel crazy. like he,
2: I feel like he was a better fighter when he was smaller. Honestly,
3: mm-hmm. that goes to what you were saying, Brandon. I think you're right. I think you now would. You honestly, Steve? Do you agree? You think that the guy with the hundred
0: pounds? Would...
1: No, I think the the. 100 pounds of muscle more would just pick you up and, and slam you bro
2: i would choke me out so fast <laughs>
1: it's not like you would forget all I the things you it. know yeah. now right brandon it's yeah not- that's true but
2: i mean like i said movement restriction is going to mean a lot in jujitsu speed matters okay know, so um i mean I, you know I've, ro- I've rolled with guys that are twice my size and done pretty well with them and then, you know, you roll with a guy like Isaac, and then he just gets on top of you and smashes you. So. Well,
0: Isaac's 350, okay? Yeah. And not only is he 350, he's been boxing since he was four years old, and, and he's been training jujitsu for a long time. He's always been big. Yeah. So, I mean, that's different. If you're always big and you know how to use your weight properly, right, that's a— yeah. I don't know. That's that's wild, man. You talking Austin Green? No, Austin Green's a good case. He's probably 303, 320 somewhere along those lines. I don't know what he's at now, but yeah. um our our buddy Isaac Kawamoto, Hawaiian guy. I think he's oh, 5'11, I... 350 and wow. yeah, and, and and it's just a different deal rolling with him cuz he's big and he uses it well. But back to college basketball. Hagins obviously is going undergoing some type of uh I don't. I don't know how to. Say. I don't know. What well, do I've we think seen it is? Anything Steve. Like this at this point in the season. That's what I mean. It's it's pretty weird. He got mm. into it with the coach. Refused but ca- to go in. Refused the, to go in. Yeah. We, when th- does that happen?
1: Did he say something like, "I'm not going to go back in if you're going to take me right back out"? I maybe think that's what, that's like what that. they
0: said that they're claiming that he said. He was like, "I'm not going to go back in if you're just going to then pull
3: me out." You can't play the coach and the point guard at the same time I don't understand um, he's had trust in Calipari the whole year but now you want to pull this during senior night yeah Uh, to me you're you're trying to you're still in the spotlight away from well well, some
1: people said it could be a lot of people think it's a suspension
3: oh it is I, I don't believe that whole oh I'm gonna give him a day off deal come on or he system. said that
1: he needed time off.
3: that's what he said, but That's what Yeah, he needs time off. You don't do that and he costs Kentucky the game, you know? That's uh that's on him. Big time. And if he don't come back and really uh apply himself, it don't look good. I mean, Kentucky's got three-point guards. That's not the point though. You're messing with team chemistry at the wrong time. Yeah. Um it's never good for uh, to mess with the team chemistry, but you know. Uh, and then, what was the Indiana thing you was telling me about? Uh, wasn't uh, there... Archie
1: Miller going off in his press conference?
3: Yeah, I guess he didn't like uh, Joe Lenardi's uh, placement of Indiana. Yeah,
1: and a lot of comments on that is you know pretty split fifty fifty on people that want him gone, people that want him stay. Some people think he has a decent recruiting class coming in, right?
3: Yeah, he's got a five-star guy coming in next year. Um, but we've already seen he had uh, Romeo Langford, and they didn't go to the tournament. So uh, having one guy come in that's supposed to be a superstar doesn't make a great team. I mean, we've seen that uh, before. So I don't know. Uh, I'm not impressed with uh, Archie Miller at all, actually. Uh, he's now – I agree with Brian the Insider uh, talking about uh is more of a recruiter than X and, X's and O's. But in his system, there's not a lot of X's and O's going on. Uh, but in Indiana, come on, man, there's, there's <laughs> hardly any X's and O's at all. Yeah. Uh, he don't run the same system that Calipari does. I just don't understand how he can stick around another couple years if he uh, keeps trending in this direction.
1: I can't wait for some of our callers to come call in, and I want to hear their opinions on Ashton Haggins. Okay. Right.
0: Once again, the Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502 384 1450. We encourage you to give us a call. Get in on the action. We cover everything in the world of sports. We've been talking in large part this morning about apparently steroids, but also Ashton Haggins, the Kentucky starting point guard who is going through some type of a. I don't know, a crisis? He has some type of an issue. He refused to go into the game. Cal, the head coach, tried to put him in. He said, no, I'm not going in. What the hell's going on there? We're going to head to the buzz line now, which is 502-384-1450. We have our man Marcus is on the line with us. How are you this morning, Marcus?
6: First of all, I just want to clear something up. Yeah. Steve watches dog shows, and I can prove it. Because every year in the fall, Steve watches the Cleveland Browns play football. And there's not a bunch. Of, there's not a bigger bunch of dogs in any sport ever. Even their mascot is an ugly dog. Even their fans dress up like dogs, right? Dog, dog, dog. He may not watch those pansy-looking dogs with the stupid haircuts and their owners that should kill themselves rather than go back on television. But he watches dog shows.
0: Okay. Fair enough.
6: Ashton Hagens is a bitch. <laughs> a little whiny, snot-nosed, sniveling bitch.
5: Okay. Yeah, and I while <laughs> I
6: agree with Chris that you cannot... but one superstar player doesn't make a successful team, I think Chris should pretty well know that four or five superstar players don't necessarily make a successful team either. You're right. Right. How many years it been since UK won the title? It'd be eight, right? It'd be eight years coming up here in a month, because they ain't going to win it again this year. And that's not all that Ashton Higgins said. He also told Calipari when, when he said, I'm not going back in the game. Calipari said, then, you know, sit on the bench. Or no, Calipari said, I don't want you on my bench then. If you're not going to do what I say, and Ashton Hagen said, I'm not going to do that either, and you can't make me. And Calipari didn't have the balls or the brains to kick this guy off the team right there on the sideline during senior night. During which, by the way, hey, Chris, go Vols, baby. UT's going underneath the ultimate collapse and getting ass beat by the Tennessee Volunteers who might not even make the NIT. After being ahead, 17 points.
3: Good stuff. I like it.
6: Don't tell me UK is good because they suck. (laughs) Uh,
3: Great call, as
0: always, from our man Marcus. Marcus sure does have the fire this morning. Marcus, thank you very much. Before we let you go, anything else you want to chime in on?
6: The Louisville lose yesterday?
0: Absolutely. Yes, to Virginia. Did the sun come up? Well, is that a surprise to anybody? Have they
6: ever beaten Virginia except that one time when that weird guy made those free throws that he no way in hell he should have been able to make? (laughs) That was an act of God because God loves Rick Pitino. (laughs) (laughs) Who else could ever go to any state that is the epicenter of college basketball, coach both programs that hate each other with a fiery, blood-tempered hatred, And win the national championship at both schools. I'm with you. It may not even be that Rick Pitino was loved by God. It may just be that Rick Pitino is God. And all you idiots there in church right now worshiping some fake nonsense, you should go find Rick Pitino and kiss his ass.
0: Marcus, thank you very much for the call. We look forward to hearing from you next Sunday. We appreciate you, Marcus. Thank you so much. Man, <laughs> my God. <laughs> my goodness. Once again... I don't know where to start. The Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. We're going to head back to the buzz line now. We have our man Tyler on the line with us. Good luck following up Marcus's call. Tyler.
7: Marcus seems pleasant.
0: A very, <laughs> very pleasant person. Very pleasant.
7: You're very pleasant. Now, um, one question. Kelly, did I hear BTI say that Cal doesn't run much?
0: That he, that he doesn't run much? Run many well, plays. I is he's it? just
7: saying what exactly what Chris Mack said after Kentucky beat him for his like ninth straight year in a row. If Cal doesn't run much, if he doesn't do X to the nose, beat his ass, B C I, but you can't.
3: That's right. Okay.
7: He'll beat you all without even doing anything. That's all we have to do. Cal,
0: Cal, to Cal, certainly, Cal certainly does have the Louisville Cardinals number. There's no denying that.
7: He, um, he, he doesn't just have the global Cardinals number. He has basically all colleges numbers. Yeah, and to Marcus, when does Rick Pitino win a title for Louisville? I don't remember that. Anyway, <laughs> Ashton Hagen. Marcus is also an idiot for this. Who kicks a player off because they argue? Did Marcus ever play sports? Probably not. I don't know. Maybe he did. But everybody knows teams argue, players argue, coaches argue. It happens. I mean – to kick somebody off because you argue, oh, my God, I mean, what a snowflake. It's 2020 at its best right there. Marcus is garbage. But that was the worst call I've ever heard. Ashton Higgins and Cal, they're fine. They're going to be fine. You saw the videos last night. Teams argue. Cal, you've probably been suspended in your past, and you were fine. I've been suspended in my past, and my team was fine. It happens.
5: Of okay. course,
7: It's marriages. It happens. There's nothing. we look for it. Watch him come out during FDC play. Hopefully he does well. That I can't predict on. Him. We'll find out. Marcus, you're
0: stupid. <laughs> Great call from Tyler. I love the heat between the callers. Absolutely, right? Yeah, bring the fire. We
1: have passionate fans. You, That's what we want in the stadium. Steve, you
2: got to be careful what you ask for when you talk about these calls, man. Because
3: yeah, yeah, <laughs> they right bring the fire. That, right bro. before they call
1: in, I wanted some hot takes.
3: You got it. Yeah, and uh, Tennessee wouldn't have won if it wasn't for the Ashton Hagen saga right there. Uh, so you know, bragging about Tennessee winning and then losing in terrible fashion yesterday yeah they're not going to the nit and it that doesn't say something good about kentucky but they had that issue going on i don't know i like how mark <laughs> marcus just calls in on and dumps on everyone right yeah
1: <clears throat> but I the mean, only person he props up rick patino
0: <laughs> come on man that is marcus suggested that rick, rick patino is not only loved by god
3: maybe rick patino is god yeah uh what do you guys <laughs> think of that He, man, I I could throw so much at Rick, but I I still have a heart for him a little bit, so I don't want to. He's one of the all-time greats. There's no denying that. I mean. (laughs) Good family man.
0: Well, honestly, I mean, what do you think his kids think of him? I mean, at the end of the day, I think he probably is an actual good father
3: to his kids. Okay. mm, Is he the best husband? (laughs) Man, I could say something so wrong right now. Okay. Don't make me hit the, the ones that on he didn't abort. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, but, but um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair.
0: Definitively, that's factual. Okay. Right. So the ones that are around probably don't mind being uh, his, his kids. Okay. Steve, what do you have?
1: Uh, Calipari has seven straight 25 win seasons. That's right. That's pretty impressive, right?
3: I mean, if you're that terrible
1: I, with Tyler's call, I I agree. He's a good coach, but he's I think he's downplaying this Haggins thing a little bit. I mean the guy's still at home. I know he's making hype videos and he's pumped for the team and it's just an argument. We've all have arguments even in marriage. But you It know, may
3: be another game as well. We don't know.
1: I think this time of the year I don't know, it just doesn't just oh, doesn't seem too good to me. Um
3: and uh, let me throw something back at Marcus. Uh Kentucky plays the winner of Alabama and tennessee so kentucky gets to play tennessee again they're gonna smack that ugly orange team around next time it okay, Louisville?
1: louisville's a three seed in the acc tournament is That's that right, right. yeah and they'll play the winner of north carolina and who does north carolina play um virginia tech maybe i
3: think so yeah but uh you know i i think louisville's gonna be fine i think kentucky's gonna be fine um uh, you can't hardly game plan uh, for a team without your – I mean, you you got to switch things around when you lose your starting point guard. Not they got two other point guards, but it does change the dynamic of how you're going to come at a team. But uh, not a good time to have it happen.
0: We appreciate everyone tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz this morning. We are on the air every Sunday morning, 9 a.m., until 11 a.m., talking all things in the world of sports. Want to give a shout out to the people who are responsible for us being in this time slot. We got Matt McCarthy. Originally, without him, I would not be on the air. Of course, Dugan Ryan of Ryan Media, Doug Wolverton, Trevor Kelsey. I'll even give him a plug. We appreci- appreciate everyone from 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, the Big X. Of course, we appreciate the support. From Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Puyola Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. We appreciate everyone tuning in. I love the heat from the callers. My God. Brian had some heat. Okay. He was not happy with Chris Mack. He openly said he was shocked that we all showed up on time. Right. Uh, uh, Tyler took some shots at Marcus. Marcus hated everyone. <laughs> Very fiery first hour. We appreciate everyone tuning in. We're going to head to a break in the second hour. Please call in 502-384-1450. We would love to hear from you on the Louisville Combat Academy buzz line. Be sure to stay tuned. We will be back. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz live here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, The Big X. We appreciate Louisville Combat Academy and their support located at 7908 Buell Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. Chris, you appear to be laughing. What are you laughing at? Uh, I don't know <laughs> if we can talk about it on the air.
3: <laughs> Just, we, we have a good time here, don't
0: yeah, we? Yeah, a little horsing around occasionally in between <laughs> in between segments. Yep. You know, maybe a little bit of sexual ambiguity, right? Right, Brandon? A little. That's good
3: for ratings. Steve brings it so. out, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm glad to see Steve back. It's yeah. been a while. Yeah, you got to mix it up. <laughs> right?
0: It's been mixed a lot, today. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate everyone tuning in this morning. We are the Weekend Sports Plus. We talk about everything in the world of sports. Thus far, really, we've talked a little bit about I guess MMA and fighting, but mostly about college basketball. Other topics we have not discussed. I will uh I will I'm looking forward to we have spring training and MLB coming up soon.
3: Yep. That's exciting. And when you're talking about baseball you have to talk about the Astros cheating. Yeah. I mean, that's still lingering. Yeah. What about that? I mean, there's still people that are gonna be losing their jobs over that
0: I've seen I've seen some interesting takes for some people who've been around the sport of baseball for a long time, and they say, "Yeah, they were stealing signs. Yeah, that's what you do. that's yeah, that's how you play baseball. They make signs. You have a department that watches and interprets them and steals them. What's the big deal? Every team does that. makes sense. Yeah, right. yeah. When there's that yeah it's insane to me how much money goes into the sport of baseball. They play 162 games a year. They don't sell out every game. Okay, they do not. Especially certain markets. But like Red Sox and Yankees, and, you know, there's profit sharing. So, baseball is such a huge industry. I mean, you got all these triple-A teams like the Louisville Bats. You got double-A. You got single-A. You got spring training facilities. Teams are always building a new... $300 $300 million spring training facility. Not just for the major leagues. Okay, So baseball is such a big industry that, yes, there's departments that focus on stealing signs. I don't know what the answer is to this. I, I, is I'm technology? not saying it's good. Yeah, there's technology. They have cameras that focus in on... Uh, that's right. why That's why you see a, a phenom pitcher come along every once in a while. And the batters in that uh, uh, division cannot figure him out. But then the next year... They're like, yep. oh, oh that guy, he, he's all of a sudden not very good. Well, to have longevity as a pitcher is, is the truly remarkable thing. To be a flash-in-the-pan type pitcher, that happens all the time. But to stick around and have continued success, like Verlander or uh, you know any of those guys who stay around for a long time, that is where the true beauty is. Because once these baseball departments get the opportunity to dissect all this film they have, they're like, well, oh. His left foot goes a little forward before he throws his slider. (laughs) We know that now, so that pitch doesn't work anymore. Baseball's crazy.
3: Well, what I was saying, uh, could they use some type of earpieces instead of actually doing physical hand signs uh, to get these (coughs) signals uh, to the players?
1: Well, well, that's where all the hubbubs coming from is that all the teams do try to steal signs, but the Astros took it to another level. They had buzzards under their jersey. They would get buzzed in. They were smacking trash cans. They had a new camera in center field that was focused on the catcher's signs, got relayed to the dugout, the dugout, or the clubhouse. The clubhouse told the dugout. The dugout then hit the trash can or buzzed to the players. Now, a lot of, a lot of teams, you know, so you the do line. steal signs, but – also, a lot of the uh, madness is based on how uh, Major League Baseball handled it. Rob Manfred handled it. He gave all the players... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Kelly? He, immunity. The, immunity. He gave all the players immunity. Uh, just some of the coaches were fired. And then he said that the trophies just a chunk of metal. You know, tried, tried to really downplay it when a lot of the players were upset. You heard Cody Bellinger say that Altuve stole an MVP from Aaron Judge. I mean, this affects people's careers, other people's careers, right?
3: Absolutely.
0: We don't know that other teams weren't doing the same thing, though, do we? It's kind of like the steroids thing.
1: Well, I mean, there's rumors that some were Red Sox. No, I would say it's safe to say kind of
0: like steroids. Like, Yeah. yeah, it's not like it's not like. The Astros are an independent organization, and none of those uh, GM uh, personnel or anything like that ever worked on a, with other MLB teams. It's always incestuous. There's always some some of the management staff uh, came from so and so organization, and he worked with so and so back in the day, and they used to be with the Brewers, and then you know the the White Sox had this guy, and this guy then switched. So my argument is this: I bet a lot of teams were doing it.
3: I can't remember the origin of this. Who actually broke, or how did it actually come to light that this was going on? Do, do you guys know? I just know when it broke, it was a big story. Uh, somebody had to uh, say something from inside, I would guess. But um, It's difficult to ever gauge really what's
0: legitimate these days. Tyson Fury beat the hell out of Deontay Wilder. You yes, guys saw it? Absolutely. Beat the hell out of him. Now there's all this footage out there that he did something to his gloves. Yep. Okay, and, and, and there's credible people in the world of boxing saying, yeah, he clearly did. like, what the hell was going on there in Vegas? What? Did they not catch that he really? tampered with yeah. his gloves?
3: Like, what? Isn't kind of- there
0: an or, a regulatory body that, that enforces some type of rule and, and, and makes sure that something like that won't happen? And if not, then we better fix it quick or maybe not. I don't know. We just keep doing this and then play Monday morning quarterback and constantly retroactively discredit. Uh, certain things. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but part of me is like, Astros won the World Series. Yeah. Uh, MLB work on trying to police the sport better in the future. That's on you. They were trying to win. They were cheating. I probably would have too, if I'm being honest. Anyone listening would have too, or they're a liar. Uh, Let's move on. (laughs) What do you guys think? Is Uh, that too much?
1: Let's move on, but I can also see why fans are upset. I mean... If I'm Clayton Kershaw and and I have uh, I'm known for blowing it late in games, and then I find out that in the World Series that the Astros beat me in, they stole they illegally went to another level stealing signs. It wasn't just some uh, player at second base relaying it to the batter that they had buzzards. Or I remember two years ago that whenever the Indians played the Astros, I knew. The Astros just had the Indians' number. I don't know. I knew nothing of the cheating. I just okay. knew when the Astros they had a playoff series against the Indians. I knew it wasn't good. I just we couldn't beat them. We couldn't beat them. They had our number. And now, now, now you're saying now. that's because they're cheating. I I don't know. It, it has. I don't to know.
0: Be. Look look back at all these instances. Tony La Russa, one of the greatest managers ever. The Cardinals always had my Reds' number. Okay. But he supposedly has been involved in some of the dirtiest stuff ever. That's what baseball is. All right, let's say you're playing right field. Pop fly comes up. You have to, all right, uh, a Texas leaguer, you're, you're a little too far out. It's a, it's a short um, Texas leaguer shot to the right field. You're, you're, you're the right fielder. You have to run in and dive to catch it. As you dive to catch it, the ball barely touches the ground before it goes into your glove okay you're the right fielder and you're a good family man or whatever they were saying about Chris Brian was saying about Chris Mack are you then gonna stand up and go I could tell I could tell it hit the ground first not an out not an out no no not an out he's he's uh he's he's good there at first base if you want to are your you guys job, gonna do that no. Brandon are you no. gonna do
1: that I think there's levels to this thing
0: okay but what, what I'm at saying. its core I think it stems from competition and that. No one's ever done that, though, have they? What I if, don't know. I if, don't think so. I wouldn't. If, <laughs> if they did, I don't want him on my team.
1: We saw Altuve's numbers home versus away last year, how it, how it was incredibly different. Away away from home field, terrible. What if he starts the year going one for 25? And, you know, he won the MVP, what, two years ago. Mm-hmm you know who knows how much of his success is due to what they did i think there's levels to, there's levels to cheating and i think this is one of the uh you know i think a player standing at second and relaying signs to the to the batter is okay is is different than having electronic buzzers underneath your shirt that that buzz when a certain pitch is coming
0: i guess it's different i think those are two
1: different things i guess but, but i also what are you gonna do about it now?
0: Yeah. I mean Is there a rule you're gonna prohi- have to move on. It's, is there a rule prohibiting any type of electronic device impacting a game like that? Yeah. Why I'm are quarterbacks allowed to talk to their offensive coordinator who's up in the booth during an NFL game with via electronics? Is should that be right. illegal?
3: How about the contracts that they've gained due to this cheating that's now legal paper, right? You know what I'm saying? The, yeah. They've made all all these extra millions I'm sure the
0: Astros Personnel and the ownership of the Astros. In hindsight, they're not like, "Well, I, I wish we hadn't cheated." Go back. Maybe we wouldn't have won a World Series, but I would have rather done it the right way. No, you'd have been fired. That's right. Hey, who is that guy for Sports Illustrated?
1: That doesn't. I'm that doesn't make it right. What if you're a minor league pitcher coming up, you get brought up, mm-hmm. and your uh, your debut is against the Astros, and you get shelled, mm-hmm. and then you never get a, another shot in the majors.
0: Okay. Yeah, And then you find
1: out that they shelled you because they knew what pitch you were throwing every time.
0: Mm -hmm. Doesn't make it right, but that's welcome to life. That's kind of like Lance Armstrong. That's how life works. That's a microcosm of life.
3: Am I wrong?
2: Start mixing up your signals. Play games with them.
3: Yeah. That's like Lance Armstrong. Look at all the guys that uh, basically got... Never got to the pinnacle because of the cheating he was
1: So, kids, if you're listening, the moral of the story Our is, is if you can <laughs> yeah. cheat to get ahead, go for it. Just don't I, get caught. Yeah, yeah. Try not to get caught. No, no, but if you do get caught, it was worth it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not always. Okay, what about the guy in 2014 who wrote the story for Sports Illustrated? What did he know? Yeah, you remember that's that? a good one. In 2014, the... it said, you're 2017 World Series champs. And at the time, I remember... 'Cause I, I get Sports Illustrated. I was like, huh, it's a ballsy cover. Yeah, because they Sports were terrible. They were the worst team in baseball. And this somehow this guy got the he ran it by his boss at Sports Illustrated. I want the cover photo on Sports Illustrated to say your two thousand seventeen World Series champs. Everybody's like, Wow, they're putting that,
3: quite a bit of pressure on this World Series that's a good in two thousand seventeen. Uh, oh, huh. That, what did that guy know? That makes it look even more fishy. Really, it does. I, I mean, because that guy... It looks like something. Yeah, like there was some pre... Yeah, they knew. Hit us with a conspiracy theory. Well, I, I mean, nobody... There's never been another cover like that where they've made this bold prediction of the worst team being the World Series champions. And and not only that. Okay, so let's say that guy was
0: a real good baseball player. Uh, Analyst, he knew what was up with the minor leagues. He follows everything real well. Free agency, he knows what's up. What kind of Sports Illustrated brass would yo? That's right. Yeah, you're the worst team out there. Like right now, let's say someone said, "Hey, I think the Reds will win it in five years." Can I put this on the cover of Sports Illustrated? I would think that they would be like the top people. Yeah, I'd be like, that may be true, man, but no, we. We've got something else to put on the cover makes of it, Sports Illustrated this week. Makes it look even more. Weird. I don't know, man.
3: <laughs> I don't know. I still love baseball. I'm glad you remember that cover. That is that's another angle that
0: I kept that cover. I've still got it somewhere. Uh, 2014. It said 2017 World Series champs. Wow! You so-
2: think anybody predicted the cover of Caitlyn Jenner?
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's on the Family Guy. <laughs>
2: Simpsons probably did it too, man. Yep.
3: They had him running around with like a boa bow on the family guy seeing that. But anyway, he's probably, Kelly's like, what the hell are you talking about? No,
0: uh, it's weird. Media is an interesting thing. Yeah. And how it relates. Baseball is not the bread and butter of the weekend sports buzz. But if I'm being honest, baseball's awesome. Right? I mean, if I, if I live, let's say I live, I've always thought this. Let's say I somehow live to be 100 which would be cool. I wouldn't mind spending like my last 20 years just like going to a bunch of Reds games, following the Reds real close, checking the box scores in the morning. I don't know. Something about that is like therapeutic to me. I grew up listening to Reds games on base, on, on the radio. So you're like a stats nerd when it comes to baseball. I guess. I remember in high school, I would, I would get a copy. You, if you walked into the library, they had the newspaper available every day. You could take it. And I would just go in there, ignore every section except the sports page. This was before smartphones, and I would grab the sports page and I would sit there, and then I would carry it around with me all day. Instead of listening to anything my teachers were saying, <laughs> I would have my folded-up newspaper there, and I'd be reviewing the box scores of the NBA or or of the yeah. MLB. You know, that was to me that still- was what was intriguing can't believe I didn't get good grades. Look at you now. Yeah, I cannot believe my. I wasn't an academic, academic
1: uh, uh, phenom. Do you still find yourself checking uh, NBA box box scores?
0: Yeah, not every single day. I remember when the internet really got popular, I would go on to NBA.com every single day. Uh, but yeah, I do still check box scores. Man, I think that's a, a cultural part of the yeah. sports... Fan in the United States. I don't know that it carries over into other sports, like in Europe with soccer. I don't think. I do I too. I,
1: I check the box scores too. Yeah, uh, numbers are incredibly inflated now. It seems like I don't absolutely with many what sport? Re- I mean uh, basketball? basketball. Okay. Points per game. What about Luca? What but, about
0: Luka Doncic? He's amazing. Yeah,
1: I mean he is inflated numbers. He,
0: historically, he's putting up like maybe the best se- one of the best seasons ever. One yep. of the best seasons ever. I watched that game the other night between the Pelicans and the Mavs. And, man, something about the Mavs. I loved Yao Ming. Okay. 7-6, could shoot, could pass, could do it all. I love Christophe uh, Porzingis also. Absolutely. He's 7-3. He can dunk over people. He can shoot threes. He can do everything. He's like um, Andres Bargnani, mm-hmm. but just better. Okay, but then he's paired with Luka. It's, yeah. I love this Mavs team for some yeah. reason. Tim Hardaway Jr. is playing better too. When you have those types of presences, it opens things up, a la Rick Fox outside of Shaq. Or you know, you can hit threes when you have big guys in there. So I love Luca and, and Porzingis. I they like the have, Mavs. They just
1: have to stay healthy. Luca's has had a reoccurring ankle injury. Porzingis has missed years on years on end.
3: So you brought up the Pelicans. What do you think of
1: Zion Williamson?
0: That's I- why I was so intrigued to watch. Man, he is fat. He is fat.
1: <laughs> he's really not, though. Uh, you don't, but think, but he's, you don't he... think he's fat? I've seen him not with his jersey off. He, doesn't, he yeah, just but looks big.
0: How often do you look at shirtless photos of Zion?
1: I saw him not long ago with his shirt off. He draws him a lot. Dude, he is, Have you ever drawn a, 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 he is a so portrait explosive. of Zion? No, he's he
0: freakishly. I saw one pass into the... Post, okay, and it was a bad pass. And Zion didn't score or anything, but just the fact that he caught it yeah. was freakish. Like, he can jump so high, and even though, as I said, he's fat, <laughs> which I stand behind, he is still so freakishly, his he, he not only jumps high, but, like, he takes up so much space. He's
3: intriguing to watch. You can't I- knock him off his path. I mean, the guy is so solid. His second
1: jump? It's probably the m- most it incredible. It is the best
3: I've ever seen. He's
1: like putting a shot up, coming down, and immediately springing back up. huh He's quicker to the ball. So you think any
0: he's anybody. at his ideal weight right now? Is that what you're saying?
1: How much does he weigh? I don't think anybody really knows. Oh, yeah, I
0: don't think
3: anyone knows either. I think he's close to like. 300? Yeah, yeah he's yeah, close. Yeah, he's close to 300. I mean. It, what
1: what position is, is he? he playing? He's playing the five, right?
3: Yeah. But he even, you know what, he might be a little more than 300. He's
0: listed at six foot six. Okay, he almost seems taller than that
3: just because he moved. He's listed at 284. 6'6", six, six, 284. That's kind of like them putting Shaq's weight, you know, chopping 50 pounds off. You know, Shaq, they always had him lower listed. Yeah. You can see videos of when Shaq came into the NBA with the
0: Magic, and he was relatively thin. Yep. But then he he, he bulked up and, and his most dominant years, a la two thousand two, two thousand three, Jack was pr- in my opinion, probably two three three twenty, three thirty, but he was he was seven inches taller than what Zion's listed at. He was seven one. Now the comparisons I guess LeBron's the best comparison for Zion. Oh yeah. That's the only
3: person you can really compare him to, I think. Is that right, Steve? I'm mean,
1: playing right now.
3: Ever. Barkley? A lot
1: of people said Barkley. Uh,
3: Barkley didn't have that athleticism. No way. He had some freakish athleticism. Not like this, though, man. Yeah, this I guess is... nobody really liked this. Yeah. Barkley had some hops, Speaking though. Speaking of Barkley, what do you think about him and uh, Draymond Green? Draymond Green, man. <laughs> I love it. I am here for that. He said, I'm going to take your job. Uh, if You you better quit running your mouth. And Man, I wish Barkley would bust him in the mouth. I don't like him. I don't know. You don't like Draymond? No. No, I don't. Are you guys familiar with using Snapchat?
2: Never if you heard s- of
0: it. Okay, some people send inappropriate photos to each other on Snapchat, or like if you're buying drugs or you're sending nudes or anything promiscuous goes to Snapchat. Of course, that's why I'm on it.
2: <laughs> You've got a premium account,
0: don't you? <laughs> <laughs> but Draymond Green, so you can, if you're not careful, you can accidentally post something to your public Snapchat uh, story instead of sending it in a direct message. Whoops. Okay. Draymond Green posted a nude of himself, oh. accidentally was on his story. That is Did amazing. you guys remember this? I a couple years. No, a- I don't. A couple years ago, but Draymond Green is funny. He's always into something. I know what Steve's gonna be looking up today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have a new portrait on hey, the wall. I'm
1: getting all these accusations and and I haven't seen this photo, Kelly.
0: Oh no I have. <laughs> I've seen it. Um <laughs>
1: Draymond, it.
0: Draymond is always involved in some drama, isn't he? Yeah. He, in that system... He's having
1: a good year. <laughs> yeah, I'm being serious. For a, His team, for a team that's in, in the tank, he could have easily just packed it in. I mean, how many superstars would just fake an injury and sit out the year? They're the worst team in the NBA. I kind of respect the fact that he plays hard every, every night. Yeah. Well, he, yeah. I mean, how many players would fake an injury and sit out... Everybody else is hurt. It's yeah. a throwaway season. You start
0: looking at longevity. A lot of people do, right? Yeah. Remember when Kevin Love, like a month ago, got real mad at the Cavs? Yeah. He was like, what am I playing for? I want to go to a contender. I would think it's easy to do that. You want to be in the limelight. Because you can be forgotten when you yeah. play for a dumpy team. Absolutely. Kevin Love's an interesting case because early on in his career with the Timberwolves, he put up freakish numbers. Freakish numbers. Yep. 20 and 20 type 20 points, 20 rebounds, and they were horrible. But then he went to the Cavs, got a little taste of that LeBron spotlight. And now he's, like, right back to the the back of the the barrel. The NBA
1: is changing again. Like, if you want to trade for him, it would be teams – the Cavs – if you wanted to trade for Kevin Love, you would basically be taking on a large contract for not that much talent. So the Cavs would have to, like, throw in a pick – for yeah. somebody to take him away just because his contract's so, so large, you don't think he's
0: that talented?
1: And compared to how much he makes, sure. No, that's I'm over with over you value. The yeah. NBA is always changing, and it's going away from guys like Kevin Kevin Love. Elaborate, because he can do everything. He can shoot the three. Um, and older, mostly it's his contract. That's really okay. what it is. But there's people uh, who can do what he can do. He would have to play a five on your, on your team because everybody can play off time and go small. He'd probably be your five, and he really can't guard wings.
0: I just looked up the Warriors box score from yesterday. Draymond Green.
1: Damian Lee had a good game, right?
0: Yeah, did not play. Damian Lee. I cannot believe he's... He, he played 34 minutes. He led the team in minutes played in 34. No, no, no. Andrew Wiggins led the team in minutes played, actually. He was second on the team in minutes played. Damian Lee, 10 of 17 from the field. Six rebounds, three assists, 24 points. Wow, that's awesome. I guess
3: Rick gets credit for that. How good would... I mean, could Louisville have made some Is that noise right? that year? Is that right, Rick gets
0: credit for that? Or was that Padgett? No, that was... I think that was the Padgett year. He was one of those fifth-year transfers in the Padgett year. Oh, you're right. I think Rick may have had a hand in
3: getting him in. That's right. But, okay... Um, I forgot about that. That's like the lost year in Louisville basketball. It is, but I mean, Damian Lee will always be
0: recognized by me when looking at s- s- box scores. It, the NBA is interesting, man. Yeah, I don't know. The
1: Lakers play the Clippers today. It'll be exciting. Lakers three thirty game, right?
0: Lakers currently have the best record in the West. At forty-eight and thirteen,
1: beat the Bucks the other night. They beat
0: the Bucks. The Bucks have the best record in the NBA at fifty-three and ten. Who, if you could start an NBA team right now, you you had one, you could choose one player to start your team with
1: for the rest of this year.
0: For, sure, yes, for the rest of this year and the playoffs, who would you take? Kobe. Oh my God! <laughs> There's that Avery rubbing off on you.
1: I'd go Kawhi Leonard. Close second is LeBron James. But Kawhi. i go Kawhi. Close one sec- 1B is LeBron James. I'd go mm. Kawhi Leonard, though. Okay. He's having probably the best year of his career right now. Yeah, he takes games off, but he took games off last year, and they won the championship. You I'm know?
3: taking Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay. I mean, I, he- I love gonna, Anthony Davis. He's
1: going to be the MVP.
3: But he's, he's amazing.
1: Giannis man. puts up Shaq numbers. I mean, that's why... Yeah, he's dominant, but he hasn't shown that he can, you know, hit a big shot late to win a game, win a playoff series. He still has to climb that hurdle.
0: On Friday, the Lakers beat the Bucks one thirteen to one o three. In that game, Giannis had thirty two points, eleven rebounds, six assists. LeBron James had thirty seven points, eight rebounds, eight assists. What was Davis? Did he? Davis had thirty points, nine rebounds. No assists, but he did have. You got to look at the entire box score for Davis. He only had the blocks and stuff.
3: Yeah, he only had two blocks. Only two. I mean, you only have two guys scoring thirty on the same team, right? Yeah. I mean, come on, that's pretty amazing. The presence of
0: Davis adds to that team so much because it doesn't have to be LeBron. Davis can guard anyone in the NBA. Oh yeah, right. Absolutely. He can guard Giannis. I mean, I'm not saying they'll shut everyone down every time, but he could guard a point guard. He could do this. He could do that. Imagine the defensive flexibility you have Absolutely. when you have Davis
3: on your team, right?
0: I don't see The different I... schematic zones and,
3: and switching or, or whatever is going on. Yeah. He should be in the top every time when you look at uh, defensive player of the year. Uh, but uh, It
0: doesn't always show up in the stat sheet. Giannis is doubtful today at the Suns oh, due knees? to knee, knee soreness.
1: Yeah, that looked bad. Do you
0: stand behind your pick with Giannis? Uh, see, I didn't know as that. As being the MVP?
3: As, as mm-hmm. being your, your choice? I'd have to go with Anthony Davis now that I've seen that.
1: Over Kawhi or LeBron, I honestly think those are your only I, two You options. know what? I
3: don't really like Kawhi. I mean, okay. I don't care what numbers. There's something about it. The awkward interviews? No, he's <sighs> there. he's not as interesting a player to me. No matter what his numbers, I've I've never really been a big Kawhi Leonard fan, um, but it's just a personal thing. It, it's not if you take that out of the mix. Of course, he's up there. But uh, Tra- what do you think about Trey Young, man? I mean, yeah, it-
1: they're just on a. He's is, the team's too bad. You know, at some point, I know it's only what is it Trey Young's second year? It's kind of like Devin Booker. I mean, your stats aren't incredible. At some point, you're gonna have to win.
3: Oh yeah. Well, at some
1: point you're going to have to do more.
3: But whenever you get, or whenever you get uh, drafted that high, you're going to go to a crappy team. Yeah,
1: most of the time. Yep.
3: So that's not really an indication of his game. I mean, I'm not asking about the Hawks. I'm asking about, yeah, you know, young. He, I
1: personally think stats are just inflated. I don't. I don't know because they're so bad. Well, assist numbers are are up. I think they they pass out more assists when you're at home. I think the scorekeepers give you more assists than they used to. I think guards get more rebounds now because everybody goes small, right? A lot yeah, of your guards, absolutely. A lot of your guards get crazy. If you look at top 20 rebounds in the NBA, there's a lot of, I mean, there's Guards. There's a few big men at the top, and then it seems like all of your superstars are around 8, 9.
3: I don't like the uh, way the NBA's trending like that. I mean, yeah. of course I love watching guards score, but man, you take the traditional big man out of the mix. Yeah. It's already been done, but now you've got power forward. You've got some guys that would normally play small forward playing center and playing power forward, and it's really messed up the dynamic of...
1: The Rockets don't even play with a big man anymore. I know.
3: What's their tallest guy? Six six. Yeah, oh.
1: PJ Tucker. Probably. Right.
3: So yeah, it's uh, it's really changing fast. And I,
1: I know the numbers are down for the NBA when it comes to viewership. But come playoff time, if you have the Lakers playing the Clippers, it'll it'll be through the roof, in my opinion. LeBron, Kawhi, even the round one matchups are. are you know, if you have Pelicans Lakers, people would be watching that.
3: Oh, absolutely. Um. There's a lot of intriguing storylines in the NBA, but we got to go back to talking some college basketball. Go I know, ahead. I know that's not uh, you. That's our bread and butter, and we've got the um, we haven't even talked about um, the brackets, potential yeah, seating, yeah. and and things like that. Um, so I, I looked at the um, Joe Lenardi bracketology, and uh, before yesterday's game, they had Kentucky a four seed and then by beating florida somehow he's got the kentucky all the way to a two seed now i understand there was other teams that lost yesterday which affects that but um you know they were were saying prior to yesterday that uh there was no chance that kentucky could ever get back to the two line again well now he's got he's got kentucky a two in the uh, east with Dayton as the number, as the one seed, I, give me this bracket every day right here, man. You've got Dayton as the one, Kentucky the two, Villanova the three, and Maryland the four. I will take that every day of the week. Yeah. Um, and then let's see. They've got uh, Louisville is um, – oh, they've got Indiana playing the play-in game uh, against Stanford as the eleven seed. Yeah. Um, And then it looks like they have Louisville out uh, west as a four seed. Um, And let's see. Gonzaga is the one seed in the uh, west. San Diego State a two. Seton Hall three and Louisville four. Give me that one as well. I mean, that. Dayton is the tough one, though. Uh, I think they are. um, Well, and Gonzaga, they're, they're pretty good as well. But it's it's all over the the board with these um yeah i've seen different ones that have kentucky down to a five seed and then this one's got them a two seed who knows i mean uh we'll find out sunday but um some intriguing matchups i want to what teams would you not want to play if your you know your team was in the tournament who's the team you want to avoid um, it's probably all
1: based on matchups.
3: Like, I mean, Kansas think, right? has got to be one team I would want to stay away from. They've got uh, as a boogie, Um I would like to play in Duke's bracket because I think they're a uh, paper tiger. Um, I, w-
1: I wouldn't want to play Gonzaga, honestly.
3: I wouldn't either. And I wouldn't want to play Dayton. Um, I mean, that's crazy to think that. Uh, but like uh, uh, Brian the Insider said earlier – Dayton is probably playing the best team ball out of every team out there right now uh I agree with that, but um uh you know Indiana it looks like they're gonna make the tournament. We don't have to worry about them sitting out as they did last year uh I guess this will be um Archie miller's first uh time making the tournament at Indiana,
0: yeah, so, which is huge for yeah. the local local fans, and
3: I think it's good for the local.
0: Interest, right? Absolutely. You, once you make the, that's the beauty of this. You can pull holes in college basketball this year, sure. Lack of star power, lack of any big don- dominant teams, but let's not forget everybody in the incont- in the country is engaged with those brackets every year. That Absolutely. doesn't go away. So who knows? But I- uh, and what type of an opportunity is it for Archie to right the ship if they make some type of a run? You don't have to win it all, right? You make a run to the Elite Eight, and you're you're a legend. You're a champion. You know you're, ha- you're viewed as just a, a hero all of a sudden with a run like that. Even in the Sweet Sixteen,
3: yeah. imagine if Archie gets his team to the Sweet Sixteen. You got to remember, Indiana hung a banner for a Sweet Sixteen under Tom Crane. So you know that don't happen in this in Kentucky. Did
0: you know they beat Kentucky with Christian Watford?
3: They'll never let us. Forget did you know that. that, Chris? They they last made- second shot. Did you hear about that? I believe I've seen the popcorn boxes with it on it. I seen the, that was the, just yesterday, right? Yeah. How long ago was that? I think that was uh, eight years ago. <laughs> <laughs> eight years ago, and Hoosiers fans are not forgetting that, are they? That's you know they went undefeated under Bob Knight, but somehow beating <laughs> Kentucky on a last second shot is the pinnacle of their success. What's Christian Watford doing now? Uh, He's working at uh, Popeyes.
0: (laughs) Making popcorn boxes. We appreciate everyone tuning into the weekend sports buzz. We're going to head to a break. Once again, we appreciate the support from Louisville Combat Academy, 7908. Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. Check them out. If you want to better your life through the benefits of a structured routine with physical activity and exercise. Not only that, but the practical application of a martial art. Someone like Brandon Bishop, uh, AJ, Jenkins, the Fergusons. uh, They've got a great team of coaches over there at Louisville Combat Academy. There are many cases of people who do not want to even get into the cage, but go in there. You want to work on your your striking. You want to work on your, your your wrestling and your jujitsu, that's the place to do it, Louisville Combat Academy. Be sure to stay tuned. Chris, Steve, Brandon, and myself, we will be back with more of the weekend sports buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz live here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, The Big X. We appreciate everyone tuning in. We are an all-sports show. We we encompass all sports, everything in the world of sports. If there's a big boxing match or UFC card, we do cover that. Some may say the Weekend Sports Buzz is MMA-centric. Would you guys agree with that, Steve?
1: This show right here?
0: Yeah. Um, Steve, Chris, is this
3: an MMA show? It's just more than you'll hear on
0: another show. Yeah. Local shows. My buddy Nick Valvano is on ESPN, and they don't really talk MMA at all, which is fine. They're playing the hits. You know, if you have a producer, an owner, saying, this is college basketball market, you talk college basketball. Okay, here we have the creative flexibility, or whatever the word would be, to where we can cover fighting. Okay? And... Last night there was a big UFC card.
2: Man, yeah, that was a great. Uh, you missed out.
0: Yeah, you, really you know the out. cool thing though is by the end of today I'll have watched the Joanna fight. Yeah, and I will have watched the. Although I don't even it doesn't sound like I even want to watch the Yo Romero uh, Israel Adesanya. I don't think I want to watch that fight. Do I?
2: Probably not.
0: Yeah, it sounds boring. Yeah, it's difficult to watch a boring fight decision after the fact, but. Yeah. Israel Adesanya is maybe on the cusp of becoming a big time superstar. He's not near as good at trash talk as Conor McGregor, though. Nowhere close.
1: Yeah, I mean, as a guy that doesn't, you know, I don't buy pay per views. Uh-huh. I, I know the big names. He seems like a fringe type guy. He's right? a
0: fringe type guy. Yeah, He's exciting. I
1: didn't tune in last night. I knew there was a fight, but I didn't tune in. So- it really has to be a big top tier. Yeah. And you know me. I probably like fighting more than an average person. You definitely do. I'm still not going to tune in unless it's top tier.
0: I would describe you as someone that helped to contribute to my love for fighting early on. We always watched the Floyd Mayweather boxing matches in high school, Brandon. I've been a boxing fan for a long time. And Steve, you and I, how many Floyd fights have we watched together?
1: Early uh, Canelo fights, Or
0: early Canelo fights. Before anyone really knew who Canelo was, we were on that Okay, so yeah, you're you're a bigger fight fan than the average person. At least locally, certainly, okay? But Israel Adesanya is his nickname is Style Bender, so he's kind of like Anderson Silva, and that may not do anything for anyone listening, but stylistically he's got really exciting striking. Right, Brandon?
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's a little unorthodox, but that's what makes him so exciting to watch.
0: Why was you say I, I missed out by not watching the fight the card last night? What did I miss out on, Brandon? Um,
2: I'd say the women's championship fight last night between uh, Zhang Weili and Joanna Jedrzek, I guess that's how you say it. I don't know Joanna
0: Jedrzejczek um, or something. Yo Jedrzejczek. Joanna, the the yeah. girl who talks so much trash to Rose. Do you remember this? No. Okay. Thug uh, Rose. Does that ring a bell? Nope. Okay. Um, anyways, a demon. She plays like a villain. Yeah. Joanna does. Yeah. She'll talk trash. She's Russian and she's she's comfortable talking trash. Yeah. And she played the bad guy role so well a couple years ago and then got beat by Rose. Thug Rose, who's more lovable and is an advocate of mental health. And anyways, that was a big storyline a couple years ago. Joanna's still fighting. She fought. Zhang
2: Zang Reilier.
0: Okay. Which is the first Chinese champion. Yeah. That's the storyline. First Chinese champion. Don't know if you guys are familiar. China's not always the most pleasant place to live.
3: As we're told, I
0: guess. That's what we hear. <laughs> and they don't support like MMA that much, depending on what part of China you're in. Right. There's the one MMA fighter. What's his name?
2: Um, I, f- I know exactly who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, there's an MMA
0: him. fighter. Okay, so in China, they really embrace... What is it? Tai Chi, Brandon?
2: Uh, it's really... D- <sighs> Tai yeah. Chi
0: is a big part of the, the government in China. Okay, yeah, And yeah. Tai Chi is cool for like therapeutic stretching and stuff like that, but it's not real practical for fighting. And it's a part of the culture there in China. So if you go against Tai Chi, they don't like you. Okay, So this guy goes around beating up Tai Chi fighters, <laughs> and, and he's poor in China. They, the government makes him literally wear face paint like he's a clown, He's allowed to fight, but they set him up for failure. And he supposedly has people follow him around. And it's like not not pleasant. They do not support. That's what the entire mission of MMA is, is to find out who the best fighter is. What's the best style? And in, in China, it's not like the United States where they're like, okay, do what you need to do. It's like, oh, you're going to go up and show up, Tai Chi? So there's all these people in Tai Chi who are very held in very high esteem. And you're not allowed to question them or certainly not allowed to beat them up. But then this guy comes along and does. Long story short, he's a. I follow him on Instagram. I mean, his name, I can't even come close to pronouncing his name. No. But I follow him on, on Instagram because he's a hero. There's this YouTube documentary to watch, which is very cool. But, anyways, this Chinese champion, I'd say, is the story of the card brandon
2: well i gotta say first off that that's probably top 10 ufc fight in history ever let alone female fight but ever period sometimes the females
0: bring it more than the men
2: it was an amazing war between the two and i don't know if you saw joanna's face after the fight
0: you guys just saw that oh my
3: goodness i've never seen a female's face look that bad both of them Mm -hmm. oh yeah and i'm not talking about her you know and i'm saying after a fight they they tore each other up obviously oh yeah
2: that was a war for 5 rounds and like i said probably top 10 fight in ufc history and um and weley retained her title against joanna on a uh, controversial decision i'd say cuz i'm i'm seeing a lot of pushback from the fans saying that joanna won that fight
0: okay did but, you think it was a good decision
2: um Yeah, I thought so. If I was a judge, I would have based it uh, just on power strikes and um, strikes landed and damage done. Um, You could make an argument for two and two going into the fifth round, but um, the damage that Joanna was taking just, I mean, she was on wobbly legs a couple of times. And I mean, she, you know, she stayed in the fight. Obviously, she's got more heart than any of us in this room for sure, because we would have folded like a lawn chair. Yeah, Not
0: me.
1: You you'd think they'd come up with some? Uh, you, you would think they would come up with some better ways to bot to uh, judge boxing matches and MMA fights, right? Maybe just have some computer analysis. Yeah, that but it's always going to be
0: gray area and it's subjective. So subjective because you don't know someone's better at moving. You know this, Brandon, better than I do, probably. If I get, let's say, you and I were to spar, okay, Brandon, I may connect with a punch, okay, on you. But then afterwards, if you're being honest, you may say, yeah, you did connect. But, I mean, I was moving in that direction already. It, it, it didn't do anything.
1: Yeah. Well, how much There's, damage it, it does. So how do
0: we know how much damage that counts for? How
1: about we put some, well, implant some sensors, It will calculate the pounds of force that Yeah.
0: Are... Well, I mean, the
2: damage was pretty evident. You could see the evidence <laughs> of the damage done there. On but, Johanna's face. But, yeah, I think, uh, I think Steve brings up a good point. Maybe you put in some... Uh, it, you know, some sensors in, the, in gloves the gloves or something that show the impact, the amount of impact, so you can kind of understand also in the power elbows and the knees. Uh, yeah, implant those in the fighters. Uh,
0: <laughs> that's what you're saying, though, because elbows and knees are also important.
5: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Still and a, feet. Artificial intelligence will uh, kick in before we get in that. They'll have somehow it, a video feed into AI where it'll judge it.
0: Boxing has dealt with this type of stuff for a long time. CompuBox box numbers, mm-hmm. Steve. Yep, but but we know that doesn't always factor into who wins a round. That's right. right. Yeah. How many times have we watched a, a a Floyd fight, for example? You go back and watch both of the Floyd Mayweather Jose Luis Castillo fights, and tell me who won that first fight. Probably Ho- Jose Luis Castillo, according to the majority of people who are just watching with the casual eye. Are you saying it's rigged? Um, some t- I don't know what I'm saying.
1: I think you're saying there's different ways to judge a fight. You know, it could there be are. some guy uh, walked him down the entire fight, and it looked like he had a control, but maybe the other guy landed more punches. It's it's hard to judge.
3: How do you know that the judges don't have bias? I mean, we're human; we have bias. Mm-hmm. So I have actually judged boxing and MMA events, That's pro scary.
0: pro and amateur for both. So, in my opinion, I think anyone off the street could watch. In my opinion, I stand by this. As long as you're paying real close attention to who it looks like got beat up worse, that's simple. Right. I think it should just be that simple. I don't think control or this or that or who got beat up worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, absence of any type of damage, yeah, so-and-so was controlling him and pushing him around the cage and wrestling him down, controlled the position the entire time. Absence of damage. It's it's probably exhausting to be thrown around like that. This and that. But I think damage is the number one. It's a fight. I think damage. In my eyes, damage is the simple formula. You should not. There are cases of judges (laughs) just looking down and stuff. Like their their computer Mm -hmm. during the UFC fights. You have a camera zooming in on the judge. What was it, in Texas a couple months ago?
2: Yeah, I think so. And Joe Rogan called him out as he was doing it. You
0: should not be ever looking away from the fight. That's my whole thing. You need to be paying very close attention. Drinking your coffee, not there to look cool or anything. You're judging. Okay. But, okay. We all love Tyson Fury, right? Yep. I think so, yeah. Oh, I love him. (laughs) His teammate, Billy Joe Saunders, not quite as charismatic as Tyson. Similarly, from a family of gypsies or travelers, his grandfather was like one of the greatest bare-knuckle boxers in the history of England. He's a teammate of Tyson Fury's. Billy Joe Saunders is his name. He will be fighting at 168 pounds against Canelo Alvarez, the biggest star in the sport. That's going to be a good fight. I'm here for this. I'll watch. Canelo's a big star that does bring up the judging though cuz Canelo always is known for well unless he gets finished Canelo's going to win. Yeah. Via the judges for whatever reason, right? Yeah. And is there truth to that? I don't, you know, I don't know.
2: Well, Can- I think I think sometimes they pad people's records for money. Sure. You know, I mean, look at Mayweather. There's there's fights that he didn't win, man. Let's just say it. He didn't win. But I'd say most him.
0: evident was that Jose Luis Castillo won. Yeah. Wait, do you have another one off the top of your mind where Floyd didn't uh, win?
2: No, but there's been more than one yeah. for sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, when you got a guy that's got a record, a legitimate record of, let's say, 25 or 30 and zero. Yeah. Uh, when it goes to a decision, you're probably going to go ahead. I mean, as as the WBC is looking at it and some of the bigger organizations, they're they're wanting to make money. Yeah. So it's going to look better if you have a boxer that's 50 and oh. Yeah. Going against, you know what I mean? So,
0: well, Billy Joe Saunders is undefeated. Um, so then it comes down to do you want the Mexican American Fan base, because that's what Canelo represents. Mexico, entire country of Mexico, everyone Mexican in the entire world, including a bunch of America, cheering for Canelo, who has lost. Yeah. Okay? He yep. lost to Floyd. Or Billy Joe Saunders, who has England and Ireland and behind him. Who, who, who gets the nod there? The undefeated guy in that case or the cash cow, the golden boy, the modern incarnation, I guess you would say, of Oscar De La Hoya? Who's Canelo Alvarez? Who's more lucrative to get the W?
2: I, I think Canelo is hotter right now. Yeah,
0: I, I, I think too. So th- think so too. But people who really know box... So according to Vegas, Canelo will be the favorite. But according to people who actually are really engaged in boxing, I got a buddy in Pittsburgh that I, I, I communicate with a lot who trains out of Steve Cunningham's gym. SS Steve Cunningham. And... I was talking to him a couple days ago. He thinks Billy Joe Saunders really will probably win the fight. So this is a legitimate opponent for Canelo at 168. Keep in mind, Canelo fought Floyd at 154. Yeah. Moved up from 154 to middleweight at 168. Now super middleweight, which was the division Andre Ward dominated for years at 168.
1: Boxing has its issues, though. I mean, Terrence Crawford can't fight anybody in his own weight class because they're all represented by—I mean, Terrence Crawford can't get a fight. Yeah. Lomachenko doesn't fight anybody. Yeah. These fights are hard to make. Is Lomachenko going to fight
0: Gervonta Davis?
1: I have no idea. It's hard for me to keep up with the different promoters, four different belts. Yeah. You know?
0: It's still enjoyable, and the big storylines are still cool. That's the nature of boxing. For Sure we got a big week ahead of us. Selection Sunday is a week from today. What do we have to look forward to,
3: guys? You've got uh, Louisville playing the winner. Well, they're either going to play Syracuse, Virginia uh, Tech, or North Carolina. Kentucky plays the winner of Alabama and Tennessee. I hope we play Tennessee again so Marcus can call in and I can <laughs> throw a little bit of heat back at him. Uh And I'm not sure exactly who Indiana plays, but, um, you know, we've, uh, if they win these games, obviously you can, there's a lot of basketball to watch this week leading up to the selection show with the tournaments going on. So uh, that's what I'm interested in. And I'm hoping Kentucky does get this bracket that Joe Lenardi put out because it looks very easy to me, but, you know, the parody is so great this year. There's, I don't know if you can say anything's easy.
0: We have the Clippers against the Lakers today, which is an exciting game. Yeah. If you like the NBA. I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz. If you are on Facebook, I encourage you to join the Weekend Sports Buzz Facebook group. Shout out to Brandon Bishop for creating that. I want to thank Chris Embry, Steve Driver, and, of course, Brandon Bishop for coming in this morning. Also, again, shout out to Matt McCarthy, Dugan Ryan, Doug Wolverton, everyone who has contributed to the continued success of the weekend sports buzz. Also, Louisville Combat Academy, 7908, Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. Right next to Able Automotive, who's Tim Garr. Tim Garr! It's his in laws who own that. Thank you very much. We will be back next Sunday with more of the weekend sports buzz.